Hello and welcome to Fact Schmacks. It's the podcast good enough to get you a season two. My name is Matt and I've got a story to tell you. My name is Kev. I have a story to interrupt. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Matthew. What is a skeleton's favorite food? Oh, God. Bone meal? Spare ribs! Ah, God. (laughs) But I... I thought we were talking about season two being better than season one. (laughs) We just lost all of our listeners. We sure did. It is not only season two for us, but it is spooky season for everybody. Everybody. Which is my favorite time of year. I'm, I'm just absolutely... On uh, on cloud nine currently looking at all the skeletons and vampires and Frankenstein's monsters running around all the time that only I can see. Now, do you like Halloween because nobody asks you if you're like wearing makeup or just, you know, if you're pale? We can cut this out, right? You hurt me. <laughs> you hurt me bad. Uh, I have a great idea for your Halloween party, too, by the way. My costume is going to blow all the other costumes out of the water. Okay. I thought there was going to be an idea, like something I could do. (laughs) So it took me a second to catch up with the end of that sentence entirely because of a misconception I had at the beginning of it. Fair enough. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how these shows roll. Well, and sometimes misconceptions happen. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry I... Sorry, I called you pale again. That's okay. I forgive you. I'm not actually sorry. I will not forget this, but I will forget <laughs> this. All right. Do you have... Hey, uh, um, do oh, you have, yeah. Let's cut right to the shit here, okay? Cut right to the... Right cut to right the good, to the good. quick. Yeah. Do you have some fact schmacks for me? I've got some fact schmacks for you. And uh, we've got, uh, you know, we've got the return of an old dear friend of ours. Ooh. Any idea who this could be? Is it, uh, who's an old dear friend of ours? It's been so long, I've forgotten everything. Is it yeah, Julius Caesar? Fuck no, it's Florida Man. Florida Man! Yeah, Florida Man. We got some Florida Man headlines here. Love it. Fact or schmacked. All right. Fact or schmacked, Matt? Yes. Missing Florida Man tried to ride jet ski to Bahamas despite ongoing hurricane. Oh, that's something you you could I can imagine somebody trying to do. Really? That's like uh, you ever watched Dexter? No. Well, th- th- here's a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Dexter, stop listening if you haven't already. At the end of the series, he rides out into a hurricane to fake his death. Oh. So you know, Dexter was also a Florida man. He was. Fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Factor schmacked. Yes. Florida man drove a stolen truck to Space Force Base on presidential mission to warn of aliens. <laughs> presidential mission, huh? Presidential mission. Okay. So these, he talked to the president and was given a mission. Yeah. According to him. According to him. Yeah. He had a mission to deliver this message to Space Force. Space Force. Which is the best force. Space Force. Well, I don't know. Okay, yeah. What about the Force? Maybe it's a real headline. Maybe not. Maybe not. Factor schmacked, Matt. Yep. Florida man denied flight for having baby alligator in carry-on bag. (laughs) That's the most believable one so far. Okay. (laughs) Easily the most believable one so far. (laughs) So what is the fact and what is the schmack? Oh, also, I just wanted to mention, um, originally it was always uh, two facts and a schmacked. Yep. For season two, we've mixed it up. It oh. could be either two facts and a schmacked or two schmacks and a fact. We're getting different here in season two. Wait, am I going to know <laughs> whether I'm trying to root <laughs> out two answers or one? Well, it doesn't matter. You have to pick either which one's the most believable or which one's fake. Call it a fact or schmacked. We'll go from there. Does that work? I probably should have told you about this earlier. Probably. When I called you. I okay, so wait, it. I have to have multiple answers now? No, 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 no. <laughs> you just have to decide, are there two schmacks and a fact, or two facts and a schmacked? 
and call out the right one. Okay. All right. Okay. Right? So it's like, you know, it gives us a little more wiggle room. Well. (laughs) TikTok, my friend. Because you've you've suddenly erased the specter. Here's where I'm at. I'm going to go through my reasoning here. Okay. Uh, Uh, I like this. You flat out told me that one of them is the plot of Dexter. So (laughs) I'm going to say that you made that one up. Or or someone could have copied it, um, right. and the other one seemed pretty implausible too. But the gator thing seemed real. So I and now also you've you've uh, foisted this. <laughs> there could be two lies <laughs> thing in there. So I'm going to go with there are two smacks in a fact and say it's the gator thing is the only thing that was true there. That is the only schmack out of those what? headlines. Yeah, dude. So check this out. A man. <laughs> who may have been attempting to ride a jet ski from Pompano Beach to the Bahamas, is missing, the Broward Sheriff's Office said. Authorities are trying to find the 52-year-old man, Charles Walker. (laughs) Okay. Life imitates art. Now, here we go. An Oscala man was arrested for allegedly driving a stolen truck to the Patrick Air Force Base in Brevard County, on a mission from the president, according to the Brevard County Sheriff's Office, an arrest affidavit said Corey Johnson, 29, allegedly oh, no. stole a 2013 F-150 from Rivera Beach, Florida, Guy three days like prior, and on Tuesday drove to the base on South Patrick Drive. Johnson told deputies the president of the United States told him in his head that he needed to take the vehicle and drive to the base to tell the government that there were U.S. aliens fighting Chinese dragons, according to the affidavit. So. Ha- ha- okay, hang on. Yeah, no, no, you, I have you questions. heard that right. We if, all have questions. If, what, U.S. alien, I'm struggling with that. <laughs> that yeah, seems like U.S. aliens like fighting mutually- Chinese dragons. Just the term U.S. alien just seems like a mutually exclusive right yeah yeah no i totally get it so i mean there you go florida's a crazy place i kind of want to just go hang out there i would love to meet florida man now i have heard that the reason there are so many batshit crazy headlines out of florida is because they have very different reporting laws in terms of uh right yeah so it's it's kind of a place where you can go to mine for crazy things and yeah if you really knew a lot about what happened in a lot of places you'd find that there's some crazy so shit there's, that happens everywhere. There's a great website I discovered in my limited research for this topic. Oh. Uh, I found floridamanheadlines.com. Go check it out. It's fun. That one about the hurricane was only from like uh, a week ago. Well, I have to imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they have hurricanes the, like every other day. Well, that's true. It could have been a former hurricane. So, yeah, there's some Fair- fact schmacks for you. We're going to mix it up a little for season two. Okay. Yeah. Well, spread sometimes, it out a bit. Sometimes it's a lot more fun if uh, when you're wrong playing this game, and I like that. Yeah, I like it when you're wrong too, because that means I'm right. I've won. I like victory. Doesn't mean you're right. I'm the one. Who no, has to... no, 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 no. It means you've won, but you're not right. <laughs> and I think those are two different I things. Don't. I don't agree. I think I was. I think I was the right one. <laughs> Well, so I wanna, you were wrong. I want to do and something a little different here. I'm not going to just jump into this because it would be a little jarring. I'm do something a little okay. different here to set okay. set set the mood for mm. what we're going to talk about. Should I turn the lights down? Well, if you want. If you're listening, I think you should turn the lights down because things are about there to get a go. little spooky in here. Are you going to use your spooky voice? Double, double. Toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble, fillet of a fenny snake in the cauldron, boil and bake. Eye of newt and toe of frog, wool of bat and tongue of dog, adder's fork and blind worm sting. 
lizard's leg and howl its wing for a charm of powerful trouble like a hell broth boil and bubble double double toil and trouble fire burn and cauldron bubble cool it with a baboon's blood then the charm is firm and good which is to say where my witch is at <laughs> wow <clears throat> your spooky voice really creeped me out ah there we go <laughs> it was uh, very um you know what it reminded me of was uh dave mustaine from like sweating bullets Hello, me. It's me again. <laughs> I was. In, I'm probably trying to channel Tom Waits, if anything. Uh, oh, okay, I can see that. that. Yeah, yeah, but that's that is uh, obviously from Macbeth, uh, which is a play that was written in. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Late 1500s, early 1600s, like 15 between 1590 and 1606 or something. But it's supposed to have taken place in the late 1590s. And the way that that play portrays the witches in that scene is very kind of true to how people thought about witches uh, in the day. They were um, possessed by demons or they were under the, you know, they were under the control of Satan. They were, you know, dealing in magics and potions and all sorts of forbidden, uh, forbidden things. But that wasn't always the case, you know, for hundreds of years, witches and healthcare might as well have been the same word for a lot of people. Um, people would go to the local witch for all their maladies or, you know, to try and get favors or whatever. But as the church takes over more and more, and as the church structure becomes more and more rigid in a lot of places— Attitudes, you know, towards witches changed pretty drastically, right? Okay. Like, well, you know, if you were someone who, uh, what, what, what comes to mind for you when I say witches? Uh, like definitely like the imagery of you know the Halloween costume, the hat, the old haggard woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. That whole thing. What about the yeah, history? Yeah, kind of like the of... very cliche, cliche witch thing. Yeah. What about the history of witches? Do you have any thought about witches well, through I mean, history? You definitely uh, jump onto the Salem witch trials, which could be where we're heading. You know, I don't want to spoil could anything. Be where we're heading, which could be. Oh. Uh huh. Um, but around the time of the Protestant Revolution was starting up in, you know, kind of. Actually, I think it started up in England around the 1300s, um, even though it like the, you know, the kind of lightning bolt moment was in the late 1500s history. Things take place over a long period of time. Change didn't happen fast, especially in that day. But as that sort of starting to happen, yeah, people's attitudes towards witches changed quite a bit. Um, um, unlike, you know, the Protestants of today who, you know, can range from being the deeper the religious people to people like me who were just kind of baptized Protestant because it seemed like the least offensive thing and they weren't sure. <laughs> they were just trying to make my grandparents happy anyways. Uh, hold, um, hold up, hold up. One yo. sec. <clears throat> Protestant. Um, does that have anything to do with that Martin Luther thing in yes. Holland? Yeah. So that's oh, Martin. Okay. Yeah, that's Martin a good story for a future day. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stories that we could tell that center kind of you know that that either involve that kind of tie into that. It was it was a pretty big moment in um, in history, and you know it's it's a good example of like when you know he nails the the uh, list of things to the door. You know that's kind of what everyone looks at is like yeah that's when it happened, but really it was like 200 years of you know, unrest and people yammering at each other that led up to that. Um, so, yeah, in places like northern Italy, Germany and England and Spain, um, people started to go on 
literal witch hunts. Real ass witch hunts. Sorry, my dog's barking. I'm just wondering if he's going to stop because he's a real jerk. I don't know if you can hear that. It's probably going to get picked up. I heard it like briefly. Yeah. He's a real jerk. Yeah, it happens. Animals are very inconsiderate. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Protestants back in the day were very, very serious about, you know, religion. Um, And they, uh, yeah, they started to, to hunt witches is where I was going with that. I got kind of sidetracked by my dog. Damn dog. Anyways. Well, what do you need when you're doing a witch hunt? Steaks. For fortitude. (laughs) (laughs) You can be out all night, man. You should have a good meal. (laughs) That's a perfect joke. Little subversion for you there. I love it. Ah, Perfect. No, you need a witch hunter. Obviously, you can't have a hunt without a hunter. Witch hunting became a real profession. I'm going to give you just two examples of real witch hunters. The Gerald Be- of Riviat? No. No. Okay. That's uh, the witcher. That's the witcher. Uh, the okay. Bellman was an unknown Scottish witch hunter with a badass Dude who hooks up by internet? <laughs> <laughs> An account of him visiting a town goes something like this. He shows up in the main square. He de- demands the town brings him anyone that they thought was a witch. Uh, and then he would provide various tests... Uh, which could involve like pricking them with needles and seeing how they react and then making a judgment. Or uh, in a lot of cases, what they would do is they would tie them up uh, and then throw them in the river. And if they floated, they were a witch. And if they sank, they were not a witch. And they were dead, but they weren't a witch. Oh, man. I got to tie into like that old like <clears throat> Vietnam thing where they're like, you know, they shoot them if they run. And if they don't run, they shoot them. And he's like, well, how do you know they're VC or like, what made you think they were VC? It was like, oh, well, they're just well trained. They didn't run. Still VC. <laughs> like, that's like the very like, yeah, you're, you're whatever happens. You're damned if you're you do. Witch. You're damned if, you're yeah. damned if you do. Damned if you don't. Someone's persecuting you. It's just a, they're just out there for it. I yeah. screwed up that quote terribly. I can't remember what, if it was from a movie or a book I read. Yeah. For for his service, this bellman, um, he was paid 30 shillings per witch he found. So it wouldn't surprise you to find out that he found a lot of witches, uh, in no his kidding. opinion. Yeah. You're um, just often innocent people for 30 bucks. Pretty much. God, that's... A, that's as wow. you said, as you said a lot, life was cheap back in the day, right? For sure it was. Oh, man. 30 bucks per per person. Uh, supposedly, he died when he himself... Allegedly. Allegedly. He died himself when he was accused of being a witch and he failed one of his tests. But <coughs> a heavy he citation needed is there, considering nobody even knows what his name was. Um, just the bellman. Just the bellman. Now, huh. Matthew Hopkins, that's a different story altogether. Is actually. Alias? really actually a very similar story. He was a self-appointed witch finder general um, who was like a witch finder army. I guess. Or I think he was maybe like the attorney general. He was like the, Ooh, okay. Yeah. 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 The The surgeon general, but the witch general, the witch finder general. Um, He was, according to Wikipedia, responsible for more witchcraft related executions uh, than had happened in the previous hundred years. Uh, and this is wow. in a two-year period. Uh, pretty zealous, to say the least. He would supposedly prick the skin prick skin deformities, which he said were nipples to suckle imps. <laughs> no joke. Uh, he no would also... Um, and if, you know, supposedly if they didn't feel anything, then uh, he they were witches. But he also supposedly had a retractable needle that he had built. So I Jeez. I... This guy's basically like a serial killer. Yeah, but like a state-sanctioned serial killer. For profit. Yeah, he's getting paid for it. So he's Dahmer for dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he's Maybe. not eating them, though. Okay, well, whatever. 
or maybe he is. I don't know. Um, he would also do the tying thing, people up and throwing them in a river thing. Um, it's unclear if anyone floated. <laughs> Navy say. SEALs do that. Well, it's a pool. Okay. To, to like uh, to test how how long they can hold their breath or <laughs> yeah, like, like have you ever seen the yeah? Have you ever seen the Navy SEAL training? They like they'll tie them up and throw them in the water, and they gotta like swim bound. No, so they just like they'll basically go to the bottom of the pool, then kick up, get air, and keep doing that. That's horrifying to me. Horrifying. That's Every torture. time I see that, I, I've seen a couple documentaries, and I'm just like, nope, that's that's where I quit right there. Yeah, I mean they'd have weeded me out way earlier. But that's where I would quit. Um, he, this guy supposedly is responsible for the execution, just him, of anywhere between 100 and 300 people. Wow. Uh, and that's between 1644 and 1646. What a bastard. What a bitch. There is, again, with him, uh, you know, some reports that he, you know, fell victim to the same fate as the other guy where... He was accused of being a witch, and he couldn't defend himself. And but uh, there's another account of him dying from tuberculosis. And you know, I'm just going to go on balance probability. It's probably the tuberculosis one. Okay. In my opinion. Now, obviously, just from those two examples, you can see that witch hunters have a financial motive to find witches, right? But the general population also has some pretty kind of perverse uh, incentives to find witches too. Uh, if you get right down to it, like even if you just take religion out of the equation, which right. it was a huge part of the equation um, for these people at the time. But even if you just take that out of out of it, witch hunts become this great way of settling disputes, you know, especially if the person you've got a grudge against is, you know, has a lot less uh, call social capital uh, than you do. And uh, a funny thing about the time is that just about any woman had far less social capital than just about any man. So by far the people who um, were targeted by this were disproportionately women. Uh, the, the Now I'm not saying Isn't that, a male witch a sorcerer? Uh, or a, a warlock or a wizard. A warlock, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did a little bit of little bit of not much looking into this. I think in modern times, the people who are into this sort of thing don't like the term um, warlock or wizard. I think if you're like into like Wiccan stuff, you're just a witch either way is from what I understand, but I could be wrong. So that's why I've been going. As we with, often are. As we often are. That's why I've been going with witch um, just because of it. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that men weren't executed, because men were executed for being witches at the time, but they were, you know, usually men who were um, either poor or different or suspected of being homosexual or, you know, pick any... Very basically, yeah. yeah. Apparently there was some, you know, some risk involved in actually accusing someone outright of this, so you had to be, like, pretty sure that push comes to shove, you're going to win... You know, when okay. it comes right down to it. In for however <clears throat> that worked back in the day. But yeah, so Europe spent about 300 years doing some seriously uh, bonkers shit. Um, eventually, due to a variety of cultural forces, they pumped the brakes on it. You know, you got your Renaissance happening, Renaissance, which actually had been happening f since like 1200 in southern Italy. Incidentally, that's one of the places where they weren't burning witches. Um, but uh, throughout the rest of Europe, they, you know, they did that for a good 300 years. There was a good old witch panic happening. Uh, but eventually, like I said, it just kind of died off. Uh, you got your Renaissance. You got some church re reformations that are happening around that time, too. You know, the population is just kind of um, becoming a little bit more educated. Um, eventually, people just kind of stop believing in witches, um, but in that 300 years, there had been anywhere between 30,000 and 65,000 people uh, executed. Hard to tell, but it was a lot. Uh, most of the witch <clears throat> hunting tropes that you know come from this place in this period. 
uh, burning witches, drowning witches, you know, real shit show. The burning witches right. thing is particularly European. They didn't do that at all in Salem, which we are, you know, going to get to. However, apparently, from allegedly, I, allegedly, from what I understand, and this is only what I'm told, uh, most of the time, the, the these people were killed first by either like strangling or or hanging or something. The the actual burning was um, was seen as like a purifying ritual for the body to make sure that the the evil spirit didn't come back. But I think most of the for time, sure. those people were dead before they were burned. Just okay doesn't make it that much better. No, I mean it's still pretty shitty. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, do you ever, when you were a kid? I remember when I was a kid and I would start learning about, you know, Nosferatu and vampires and Dracula and all this Spooky stuff. Spooky things. And, and when you're a kid, uh, there's kind of this moment where you're like, hey, if I go to Transylvania, I could get devoured by a vampire. Yeah. If there's a full moon, there might be a werewolf out there. Because mm-hmm. you there's a, there's a brief period where you're aware of it and you're not quite convinced it's not true. Your yeah. parents tell you it's not true, but you're like, oh, I don't know. All these people talking about vampires and witches and werewolves. Sasquatch. My son's in it now. Like he's he uh, he's very afraid of ghosts, and so I try. Yeah, to, like he right? won't go in our basement because he's he's convinced there's a ghost down here. We've got like a finished <laughs> basement. It's ludicrous. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm just gonna let this go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's hard to hard to dissuade kids of yeah so of and i stuff. remember being his age where you're kind of just like whoa like it could be real maybe they just tell me it's not real so i'm not scared but maybe it is real i i once this is a couple of years ago but i i took my son downstairs because he was afraid of the basement i was like you just you got to be able to go play in the basement without me being there like it's this whole room you want to run around like go it's a big space yeah it's a perfect play place for kids. He'll go down there with his friends. Uh, he's got like a PlayStation down there. He won't even go down and use that. It's It's bananas. But when he was he was a couple years younger, I finally worked, got it out of him that he <laughs> thought that there was a ghost down here. And so I dragged him down here with, with him and I thought this would be a good idea. I kind of like made a big show of being like, if there's any ghost, you know, out here, come out here now so I can deal with you. You know, made a big show of like, calling the ghost and trying to get the ghost out. And uh, and then I turned to him and I said, you know, you see, there's there's either one of two things is true. Either there's no ghost down here or no ghost would would dare, uh, you know, bother you when, when it knows that I'm around. Uh, oh, but but what actually... What an adorable dad moment. But what he what took from that was like... It? Yeah, what he took from that was like, no, this is basically like a beehive and you've gone and stirred up the bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he looked at it. <laughs> so it didn't help God. at all. <laughs> well, but I tried. He'll probably be growing out of that soon enough. Yeah. So, you know, we're still, I'm still trying to get him to watch a scary movie with me. I want to get him to watch, uh, I want him to watch Poltergeist with me. It's like basically a Steven Spielberg movie. There's not too much like gross out stuff in it. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I'm uh, I'm kind of excited to uh, revisit some horror movies. I was never like a big horror movie guy. Uh, my parents never let me watch them. Uh, yeah. There's a couple couple franchises I do really like. I like the Halloween, like Michael. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know uh, all of them. You know what else is a horror movie that I I don't I kind of like the Purge. I've never seen the Purge. I like the Purge series because yeah. I'm just kind of like yeah, I could see that happening. There yeah, is like January sixth. Um, we're recording this uh, on October 6th. There is, I believe, tomorrow a new Hellraiser show coming out that supposedly is 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 very good. I don't know. I'm okay. I'm excited. Hellraiser is one of my favorite. Uh, uh, that's properties. Pinhead, right? Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the first one? No. Like, it's I, I, really that's the good. Thing. I, every time around this year, I kind of pick some old movie that I never watched. You know, that's where I got into the Halloween movies and stuff. So maybe I'll give Hellraiser a... Hellraiser, like the first two movies are, they're not like slasher movies. He's not a slasher villain. He And he's not even really the star of it. It's, give it a go. There's like a deep mythology to it, you know. Okay. It's very different. I'll, I'll check that out and maybe I'll report back in one of our future scary episodes. Mm-hmm. Scary. Uh, now, do you recall the most famous witch hunt of all? Obviously, I'm talking about 
the Salem witch hunt. Yeah, what do you know? When I say the Salem, Massachusetts witch hunt, what do you know about that? Uh, it's super popular in pop culture. Yeah. It's like the go-to witch thing. Yeah. Uh, basically, it just, I, I think I probably read something about it once a long time ago. The only impression I have is a bunch of women were burned at the stake. It was like a mass hysteria almost. Yes. And you're partially right. No one was burned uh, in this oh, particular really? incident. Yeah. Everyone who goes goes by hanging. Oh, with one oh. exception. We'll get to the one exception. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 19, or sorry, in 1692, uh, Salem, Massachusetts was kind of a shitty place to be. Uh, it's located on the eastern coast of the colonies. It's bordered by ocean on one side and kind of untamed wilderness on every other side. Uh, the residents had just wrapped up a war which had seen the male population literally decimated. So one out of every 10 people gone or one out of every 10, 10 man, men gone. When was this? 1692? 1692, yeah. And to that, they you know, because there's just been a war, they've got an influx of refugees and that's increasing the the tension and there's a radical new minister in town a reverend sorry reverend samuel paris who you know is thought of as quite a hard ass yeah i have i have a question please do uh what war was that it was a war against i believe it was a war against france that Americans fought in? Yeah, like, the, well, though it was colonies at the time. So it was, I guess, yeah. I yeah. Guess it colonies. But I don't know if it was... I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't look too much into what actual war... I kind of glanced yeah. at the details, and it looks like they were there was some fighting in Quebec, um, but it wasn't the War of 1812, obviously. This might have been... That's where we uh, beat up America. Yeah, this might have been the war where... Um, hang on. One of the guys in Hamilton used to serve under General Montgomery. He caught a bolt in the neck in uh, Quebec. This might have been the war where that happened. 1690. It would have been. Yeah, it would have been like the early 1600s. To Anyways. Hey, yeah, I love that you're looking stuff up, eh? Rather than asking questions, you're being helpful. This is great. Yeah, I just. I can I hear wanna, you click clack it away it, there. I want to call it your shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you could contribute to the solution. Yeah, because the American Revolutionary War was uh, was the Thirty Years War. Thirty Years War was a religious war fought over a thirty-year time period from sixteen eighteen to sixteen forty-eight, involving most of the European powers. No, no, it would have been a little Civil later Wars, than that. French Indian War, American Re- no, dude, I don't know. I yeah, don't know I don't think it war. was like a. I think it was more of a regional thing, or it might okay. have, or it might have been about against the Native Americans. Or they might have been. Uh, I don't or, like that. Yeah, or they they were involved. I you know it. Hey man, like early colonial shit. <laughs> what do you want from me? Okay, fair enough. Uh, they got this radical new minister in town, Samuel Paris, and he's thought of as quite a hard ass and also a bit greedy. People didn't necessarily like him. He's kind of a polarizing figure. The people who like him like him. The people who don't like him, boy, they don't like him much. Um, he was supposedly, I heard in one account, he was supposedly known to say that people should spend eight hours, yes, I mean eight hours, eight hours a day, yes, I mean a day, in church. Uh, what? Yeah, church was pretty important, uh, he thought, to the uh, the old colonial life there. And this, you know, puritanical times and in the colonies, right? These people are pretty much pilgrims. Uh, I'm going to get... Eight hours a day, man. Eight hours a day! I don't in know church. if that was supposed to be one day or every day, but, like, you're supposed to work for eight hours, so I don't know. Yeah, um, like, how are you supposed to, like, back then you had to feed yourself, you had to get the wood for your, you had to cut the wood for your house, your fire, Yeah, you know, till the, the land. The way these people practice religion, we would almost certainly uh, call that extremism now. Right. <clears throat> Here we go. 13 years after the devastating King Philip's War with the, Wampanoag and indigenous tribes in the southern and western New England. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> in October 1960, Sir William Phipps led an unsuccessful attack on French. Did you say held 1960? Six, yeah, probably did. 1690, <laughs> William Phelps 
led an unsuccessful attack on French-held Quebec. So, okay. Um, so it was against the Native Americans, which is, you know, that's the shitty part of our history. Yep. Uh, yeah. Totally uh, here in North America. Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. Okay. Shitty well. part of our history that went on, oh, I don't know, until... <laughs> now? Uh, now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> current? Yeah. To current day? Yeah. Um, much. So, uh, yeah. That's kind of the climate of the time in Salem. People are a little... Okay. People are a little tense there. January of 1692, this Reverend Paris's daughter and his niece, they start acting super erratic, out of control, out of the blue, throwing tantrums, throwing things, having convulsions, having moments, exorcist shit. Two other girls were apparently affected. Now, after some prodding and some asking... The girls said that they had been bewitched by three women, one of whom, the first person that they point the finger at, the, uh, the Paris's Caribbean slave, Tichuba. Uh, the next person was a homeless woman named Sarah Good. Uh, and then the third person was a poor old lady who was not quite homeless, but, you know, close enough, named Sarah Osborne. Not only did they have it out for Sarah's, uh, but they also had it out for, you know, obviously people who are not in so much of a position to really fight back uh the uh the ladies sarah and tichibo were brought in for questioning they were questioned for days the sarahs insisted that they'd done nothing but tichiba probably the smartest of the bunch uh eventually decided to just give the interrogators what they wanted she told them a tale she spun a yarn she spun a yarn of meeting the devil at night and being, uh, you know, being asked to put her name in a book in exchange for power. Uh, and she signed her name in that book. And she saw other women's names signed in that book, too. So now all three of them are thrown in jail till they figure out what they're going to do uh, about this. Uh, this nonsense. Tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Uh, well, as you can imagine... News of three witches being in jail uh, with potentially more out there didn't exactly calm down what was already, I think I already said, a, a powder keg of what I'd call paranoia and resentment. Um, accusations of witchcraft start coming fast and furious. Governor sets up a special witch court to deal with it. Now, we we have certain ideas about, you know, what a court is like, and I assure you this is not like that at all uh this was much more like the sort of court where like when you get brought in it's presumed that you're probably guilty like and a kangaroo so, court like a kangaroo court or a show court or a show trial um the first defendant brought forward was a lady named bridget bishop and her crime was that she was sort of a promiscuous gossip i guess dual <laughs> crimes Sounded That's, like my uh, guilty kind as charged. Of lady, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh boy, she denied the charge, but she was hung anyways. Um, <laughs> we are also she was hung uh, or hanged uh, on June tenth of sixteen ninety two. Also guilty as charged. Mm. What? Hung. Um, yeah, that was a little late. Fuck, that was a little late. God damn I'm it! Sorry. Is that the? <laughs> you is that, just kept talking. Is that generally how far behind me you are? No, no, no. <laughs> see this uh, See this lovely marijuana vape pen? That's oh, yeah. how far behind you I am. <laughs> sure. Let's take a little break. Uh, yeah. So this Ooh. is she's the first woman uh, who was hanged on June 10th of 1692. Incidentally, June 10th is my birthday. So reading through that was like, oh, uh, now I'm going to think go. about that every, uh, yeah. every, every year going every forward. You're blowing out your candles. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. That's a nice little pipe you got there. Yeah, nice little, just do a little pipe there. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you did you grow this year? No, I didn't. Oh, I got some nice plants. I'll give you some. I mean, no. I won't. That would be illegal. Because I was, I was telling you that uh, when I was harvesting, it just really irritated my skin. So I just, you know, my pale, <laughs> my pale skin just can't handle You were jumping all over that for me. I don't have to say a word. <laughs> I got there before you. Sure did. So, yeah, she was the first person to be hanged. Uh, in July, five more people 
went in the same way, uh, largely based on what you would call spectral evidence, which is like dreams, visions, hunches, I don't know, doesn't smell right, looked at me wrong, that sort of thing. Weird feelings, yeah. Yeah. Um, There was five more people hanged in August and eight in September. September was a busy month. No Uh, kidding. Oddly enough, it was the people who pled innocence who were murdered. Most, if not all, the people who confessed got off with jail time. Uh, Some people died in jail, so it's hard to say, you know, got off. But um, the people who denied it were considered both because, like, you know, like I said, once you're brought in, it's presumed that you're already guilty. So the people who who protested their innocence, not only are you a witch, but you're a liar. liar. Yes, no which, good filthy liar. Yeah, which in puritanical Massachusetts was, uh, you know, almost as bad, really. So, yeah, most of the people who were executed were were hanged, uh, with one notable exception: Gilles Corey, Giles, Gilles. I don't know, you know, how we would have pronounced it. I'll say Giles. I would say Giles. Giles. Uh, He'd refused to say anything at court. You know, he thought he'd found maybe a bit of a loophole. There was also to remain silent. Well, you didn't at the time. No, no. Uh, Miranda hadn't come around yet. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Miranda wasn't even born yet. I don't think Miranda comes around to like the fifties. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. He uh, he thought he maybe found a loophole. He just didn't say anything when he was brought to court. Pled neither guilty nor innocent. Now, I think there was some part of this he was concerned about his inheritance. His wife had also been charged. Here's a funny thing. He's a bit of a leopard's ate my face uh, uh, sort of type. He he believed the ch- the charges that were levied against his wife. But when they came for him, he was like, oh, maybe this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> eh? It's like, finally <laughs> got rid of that old bag. Can't get a divorce back here in puritanical Salem. That's true. That is true. Although he did apparently, um, this guy apparently beat a uh, a servant to death, but uh, they, an indentured servant. But since they were considered property, he you know he he got off from that. So he's not a great dude. Like oh, we're not about to mourn this guy at all. Yeah, we're not about to mourn a great man. Um, okay, but uh, he he thought he'd found a loophole. He just didn't say anything. Well, back in the day, they had a way of dealing with that. What they would do, there's a French name for it, which I didn't write down and wouldn't have been able to say anyways. I'll just give you the gist of it. Put a piece of what's essentially plywood over you and just start putting stones on it, increasingly heavy stones, and just start crushing you. And eventually you'll say something. Jesus. They were so industrious with their torture back then. (laughs) How many times have you told me shit? And I'm just like, who would have thought of that? (laughs) Right? Like, there's some dude... He was like the executioner general yeah. back then. And he was like, he would just sit around and be like, oh, I don't know. I got this rocks. I got this plywood. <laughs> There's someone who came out with this for the first time. Yeah, right? like, yeah, exactly. He's like, well, all right, I got an idea. Hold up. We'll get you to talk. You don't want to talk? We'll make you talk. All right, yeah, now this, you talk. This is a bit of a sidetrack here. Um, <clears throat> we're going to get back to this guy who's getting crushed by rocks here. I was watching a guy who... It was on video from a guy who used to be like the head of NCIS. He was military interrogator, but for the, the Navy, show? Not, not CIA, not CIA, like Navy intelligence okay. or FBI. Or, right. He did a lot of inter- interrogations and he was, um, he was talking <clears throat> about how he used to teach that a guilty person would never confess to a crime. And that's something that people believed up until pretty recently. And it's something that seems so common sense to, um, I guess what I would consider normal people that, of course, a, uh, an innocent person would confess to a crime if you make things bad enough to them. Uh, sorry, is, did I say a guilty person? Uh, what I said is they were taught that an innocent person would never confess to a crime they didn't commit. Yeah, but if you, if somebody was torturing you and it was like, right. hey, confess. Of course you or would. Or if like, you know pe- you're under so much duress, I, I can see it. And so it, when he said, you know, now we know, you know, because... Uh, a third of all the people who've been exonerated from physical evidence uh, had signed confessions. Now we know that an innocent person definitely would confess, but like that seems like common sense to me. It's good that law enforcement's on board now, but that seems like common sense. Well, like, yes, I, absolutely. I think too, like there's there's people who 
you know, there's people you meet in, in your lifetime and they're very strong people mentally. They can yeah. endure a lot. They can take a lot. They can, you know, you can't shake their will. Yeah. But then there's also people who are very easily led, very, uh, maybe don't have the mental fortitude to withstand even suggestions. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like, <clears throat> well, I mean, they're saying, you know, that I was there. I must have been there. I must have blacked out. I don't know. I must have done this. After a few days of no sleep and... Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's definitely people who have the uh, lack the mental for... And maybe just whatever, you know? Oh, man, there's a... there's a, I don't know how famous it is, but I saw a thing about it. This case in Iceland, Reykjavik, um, where the police there just, like, kept these people in solitary till they admitted to the, so they just like said anything whatever's that's gonna get got, me that, out of that's got a, i mean i don't know like maybe there's people out there listening who are like prison guards or something and are like no solitary is necessary but like you know on the surface looking at it that's a terrible thing to do to somebody yeah even terrible people man like that just makes them worse yeah i'm i like the idea of prison as rehab not exactly right people like, go to- go get help there was a quote from a judge. I was reading a, a ruling because I do weird things. Um, and the judge said, is a Canadian judge. Like pe- People go to prison uh, as punishment, not for punishment. The job of the prison isn't to make things worse. You know, pr- the prison itself is the punishment. Yeah. Being taken away exactly. from your from your life is punishment. Like, you, know, sure. you don't need to make things horrible. Um, yeah. Well, the reason I, I did bring up the, uh, you know, because they thought an innocent person would never uh, profess guilt. This guy is one of those guys uh, who had a lot of willpower. Apparently, the only thing he ever said while he was being crushed to death was more weight. So Jesus, he did go out like a badass. Maybe for- he was maybe he was like, no, wait. <laughs> like, oh, I said more weight. And they just dropped more weight on him. And that was it. <laughs> Maybe. He was asking for more time. Whoa, more weight, more weight. <laughs> no, not while well, this is going on, not everybody in town is like, you know, full throated supporting this. Uh, there was a local clergyman named Cotton Mathers, and he wrote a letter as this was all going going down to one of the judges, and he's just imploring them not to use any of this spectral evidence. Like it doesn't make sense. How do we, you know, how are we condemning people basically just based on hunches? Um that was completely ignored. Now, a little while later, his much more famous father, a guy named Increase Mathers. I'm not making that name up. His <laughs> in, name was Increase, Increase the Increase Mathers. Increase the influence. Yes. Uh, he was taken apparently a little more seriously. He was the president of Harvard College, which did exist at the time. That's an old ass school. Uh he uh yeah, he wrote a letter saying the same thing. Like, this is ridiculous. You're you're condemning people based on on spooks and hunches. Now, the governor uh, of the state took that letter more governor. seriously. Governor, um, I'm sure it was definitely the letter that changed his mind, uh, and it wasn't the fact that his wife was starting to get questioned about her being a witch. It was definitely the letter. Yeah, not the fact that his wife was being. Yeah. Anyways, whatever it was, yeah, definitely no, hundred percent. Whatever it was. Uh, at the end of October, he replaced his kind of kangaroo show trial uh, court with a, a sort of real court. And a, a weird thing happened after that. The, the convictions for witchcraft dropped to basically zero. I think it was three out of 56 or something. Um, oh, wow. How yeah. many uh, people total? So uh, I think it was 90. What did I say? It was five, five, and eight. One, five, five, and eight. Yeah, 19. 19. Yeah. 19 people hung, and then the one guy got crushed. Okay. Yeah, and then a few people died in prison. Sure. You know, the the weird thing is that that's not that many when you compare it to, like, the one guy who fucking killed between 100 and 300 people. Sure. So why is this the most famous one and not that fucking guy? I think maybe it's just more famous here. I don't know. Maybe I, I think you're probably where... right. We'll actually get it. Well, and there is a bit. It um, 
there was uh, Arthur Miller wrote a play, which again he's an American playwright, so I don't know how how much right. sway that has. But that's a um, Death of a Salesman guy, right? Yes, uh, he wrote yeah. a play called The Crucible, which largely drew on on Salem. Uh, I was yeah, I was talking with my wife about that, about how much influence or how much knowledge you know, kind of there is about Salem. I think it as just like a a spooky thing. I think it's got a reputation for being like a, a Halloween spooky thing that happened. Oh, for sure. For sure. And Definitely this time of year you talk about that kind of absolutely you know witchcraft and zombies. Yeah. Werewolves. Now aliens. It, it, it's it is said that um the absolutely gruesome death of this this Giles Corey guy because I mean apparently when he finally went like apparently his tongue fell out of his head. Um, oh my god! Was, what? Yeah, he just got he he yeah it was bad. He got he got crushed. I think you know <sighs> in a cold light of day you know you look back on something like that. I think people started to kind of feel like oh that maybe wasn't great. Maybe we thought they'd done yeah a not movie. our shining shining moment. Over the next 300 years, in a series of kind of awkward steps, the government of Massachusetts would eventually apologize and exonerate all of the victims. Although I think the last victim was exonerated this year because she'd been essentially forgotten. Um, Oh, no kidding. Yeah, in a broader legal context, uh, this incident did help lead to things like, uh, you know, representation in court and a presumption of innocence, that sort of thing. So, you know, it did have a bit of... A bit of an upside, I guess, at the end of the day for in terms of American I mean, uh, courts. I guess. It's kind of, it is weird that it happened right, it happened after the fervor had like largely died down in Europe. It was this weird kind of flare up after the fact. Huh. Now, why? Why did this happen? Why did Salem happen? You know, so long after the fact, so long after people should have known that there's no witches. Well, funny you mention it. The very few things that I know about this, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. had something to do with their diet. Am I right? Am I right? I'm so glad you brought that up. Ergot poison. Okay. Uh, something. Yeah, it's, it's basically it's a like ty- LSD. Yeah, and it's a type of fungus that um, it's that yeah. Uh, can can grow on rye. They did eat a rye-based diet. So people have right. brought that up as maybe, you know, maybe the the population was under the uh, under the influence. Now, to steal a line from uh, this YouTuber named Thoughty, too, he puts out some, some fun videos. Um, if the people of Salem were high on ergot, then Europe had been on a bender for 300 years. And maybe they were. Uh, but it's kind of a well-known cultural phenomenon at this point. I don't think you need to. I don't think you really need to get into the biology or to uh, something like that to really explain it, right? I, to me, I look at it more likely that you know this is a social environment where um, people are super stressed out. Um, they're anxious about just about everything. They're vul- they feel like they're vulnerable to attack. They've got nowhere to escape to. Um, it's just a powder keg, you know, the sort of powder keg that maybe only needs some bored kids taking a game too far to go off. Or maybe the kids are coached by a uh, a reverend who, you know, wants to cement his foothold in the town. He did become quite powerful after all this happened, and it did start with his daughter. So there's a little, you know, suggestion his, that maybe it was coached. Killed? No. Oh, no, 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 no. The daughter's... She was, she was a victim. Yeah, a victim, right? right. Um, there was... Uh, there's also a possibility that this um, Tichuba, this, the, the slave, the one who, like... Yeah. Totally just got rolled over. Really rolling, yeah. Yeah, she spent a year in jail and then got out. Like, she she was a smart one. The other two ladies got hung, so or hanged. Hung, hanged, I don't know. Either way... Um, she, I believe hung is the past tense. She was... She was um, from the Caribbean, allegedly, or maybe from South America. It's possible that she had told the children a bunch of stories about, you know, kind of voodoo and witchcraft and stuff like that. The kids maybe took it too far, and that's why they pointed at her first, like it's her fault. And, you know, you can imagine something like that happening. 
and just in the environment that they were in, coupled with... Maybe the- she admitted to it because maybe she thought she was a witch. Maybe that's the story she told, and then they're like, hey, did you tell these stories? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I did. That, Yeah, I did do that. That's totally why we're here today. And they're like, well, you're going to jail for a year. We're going to kill a bunch of other people and get instead. No, because she's the one who said that she met the devil. Like, she did... She did that's give what I'm them. Saying. A, yeah, she gave like, them the story maybe, they wanted to hear. But maybe that's where the story was. Maybe she thought she was a witch, and they're like, "Oh well, we're gonna, we're gonna put you in jail then." I guess. Thanks I for telling know. us. I don't know about this. And the rest were like, "I don't know." I don't know. About that's this. not that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just think it's like just a powder keg of a situation, and it. it didn't take much to set it off, really, at the end of the day. The the things that, that strike me the most are how little it took to set it off. I mean, just accusations from some kids. Um, and uh, in hindsight, how... I'm not. I don't want to. I'm certainly not downplaying the fact that 19 people died, but like just in comparison to no, what that's happened, what we do on this show. We're going to make yeah. fun of it at some point. <laughs> but just in in comparison to what had happened in you know the past 300 years in Europe. Uh, just such such a small yeah such a it's, small it, incident, but it's the it one that takes up comparison. the most mind share, at least in North America, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of you know that's it's the devil you know or the <laughs> witch story you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's it. That's kind of this the story of Salem. <laughs> some little bit of history before it. A little dramatic reading of some Shakespeare. All right, now we talked about some yeah. history. I want to briefly propose something for the future. Oh, you propose a lot of things that haven't happened. I love how you do this on the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Check this out. Ergot. Rye. Poisoning. Hallucinations. Let's get some rye bread. <laughs> stick it in a cupboard. Let it get a little moldy. See how weird it gets. For science. No, think it would work. No, God, also, why not? I could just I could drive fifteen minutes away from here and get buy magic mushrooms. Apparently, so. Why oh really? Th- yeah, why would we go through all that wow. trouble? At a yeah, store, maybe it's different. What? Yeah. Wait, hold up, hold up. Uh huh. At a store. At a store. A store you can buy magic mushrooms. Hmm. What? Or maybe I'm making it up. Oh, wow. Yeah, but yeah, so if we don't... Let's do an episode on mushrooms. I don't think anyone would want to listen to that. Oh, I think they would. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think it would turn out very well. I think it would be incomprehensible. (laughs) Yeah. I think it would be fun for us to listen back to. Oh, it would be fantastic, (laughs) yeah. If I could listen back to some of our past mushroom trips... I'd be I'd be a happy dude. <laughs> Predator roofing. <laughs> Remember when we thought we were going to go on an adventure up north, oh, our, and we our, made it to like we made it to the shore. Yeah, our twenty was like minute 20 feet walk away. for twenty feet. Tw- yeah, twenty minutes. <laughs> we had such big plans in those twenty twenty feet. Oh, it was every terrific. step was a new idea. It was best. We would have been witches yeah. back in the day. Oh, a hundred percent. Not because we're right. weird, but because we're homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> just for each other <laughs> whatever man it's true love well that's a pretty fascinating story matt well thank you uh it's uh you know it's nice, nice that i can put together uh a, a long one again we've our last couple have been a little short well you know dude uh season one was a roller coaster we had no idea what we were doing yep uh, we still really don't, but we've got a better idea, I guess. Yep. I mean, we're pretty much at a one-year mark of when we started. Yeah, we are. This is yeah. a good time. So yep. it's, it's kind of a good time to kick over. You know, we know going forward that, like, summertime, we're not sitting in the house recording podcasts. We, we tried a lot of things. A lot yeah. of them didn't work. Yeah, that's fine, though. I, I'm excited. I think season two is going to be good. We'll mix it up a little bit. We'll have some some fun. We will eventually and, uh, have a new theme song. It's in the works. It sounds terrific. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we're you know we're gonna keep around though. 
Kev's closing fact. Absolutely, Kev's closing fact. So I wanted to uh, bring something up here. This is kind of uh, inspired by a movie trailer I watched today, and I'm super excited for it. Is it the Mario trailer? What? Okay, well, I guess I have two trailers to watch today. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So October 28th, All Quiet on the Western Front comes out on Netflix, a new version that's being screened in the Toronto International Film Festival. Like, is it the Uh, original? No, so the original. So we're based on a book by uh, a uh, German veteran of World War One. Okay, named yeah. Eric Maria Ramarque. I don't know if that's the right pronouncing of the la- pronunciation. Uh, did you know in German it's not all quiet on the Western Front? It's in the West, nothing new. Huh. Okay. It's like a haiku or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, maybe not. It's got it's a certain really German uh, directness to it. <laughs> yeah, they're very interesting speak. Um, so it was a movie in the 30s. It won uh, best... Uh, Best Picture and Best Director and Outstanding Production. Um, And it was the first all-talking non-musical film to win the Best Picture Oscar. Oh. Um, It was also nominated for Best Cinematography and Best Writing Achievement. Uh, There was also a 1979 uh, movie made for CBS uh, Ernest Bergnine, Bergnine was Borgnine? Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. He, oh Ber- border, borderline. Are you just reading off what <laughs> the mean? Like, what's going on here? No, listen, I have a fact. I just wanted to preface. I wanted to put a little more meat into Kev's closing fact. Okay. Because I feel like they've been a little flimsy lately because I've put very little effort into it. So now I'm trying. <laughs> You're shitting all over me. This is I'm exactly s- what I do to you. S- yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I deserve every bit of this, and I'm yes, pushing on nonetheless. <laughs> Anyhow, so that Ernest Borgnine, who was Frankenstein? Not uh, in the movie, but like, wasn't Ernest Borgnine famously like Frankenstein or something? You sure you're not thinking of Peter Boyle? Sorry, you sure you're no. not thinking of Peter Boyle? I don't know what I'm thinking of. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, wasn't he in like uh, Mikhail's Navy? Yeah, but he was something else too. Some kind of famous. I'm sure he was a famous monster of some sort. Why don't you look it up while I uh, finish this fact here? You betcha. So anyhow, uh, super fascinating World War One. One fact coming right up. Anyhow, brought me to this World War One fact. The explosion of the mines at the Battle of Messines. So basically, they tunneled under the German lines, planted yeah. all these explosives, uh, killed more people than any other man-made non-nuclear explosion in history. After months of tunneling and to start the battle, the British detonated 455 tons of ammonal explosives underneath German lines on June 7th, 1917. Roughly 10,000 German soldiers died immediately, and the explosion was heard in London and Dublin. Yeah. Like, Uh, isn't that wild? And just, like, the idea that you... 10,000 souls. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So... Uh, if you haven't checked out the trailer, Matt, it looks like a great film. Yeah. I'm, I'm super uh, excited. Th- th- that whole operation, yeah, to just dig under the entire German line and just fucking blow it up from underneath was un that's unreal. Yeah, it's the sort of thing insane. you learn about. You're like, I fi- it <clears throat> ruins fiction. I think that's truly uh, one of the things I have a hard time with is reading fiction stories now because I'm like, there's so many just great and crazy, mind-blowing stories out there. Yeah. And we're going to try and explore every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Poor um, I'm having a hard time <laughs> finding Ernest Borgnine as any... There's, an, uh, there's some kind of Ernest Borgnine. Like maybe it's a Simpsons joke or something. I don't know. There's maybe. something about because him that just, stands out. He's got like a big kind of goofy grin. Like he just wouldn't... I'm having a hard uh, time imagining was, him as a bad sure guy. He was, I thought for sure. I'm going to, you know what? Uh, we won't ever address it in a future episode. Thank God. 
but uh, <laughs> I'm going to look this up for my own purposes and see what the hell I was thinking about. Because sometimes I like to know what's going on in this batshit crazy mind of mine. Uh, yeah. So, anyhow, folks, welcome back to season two. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. I'm your host, Kev, and I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye. I'm not a host anymore. You're a co-host. I'm the host. You're my guest. Uh, no, 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 no. We are hosts <laughs> equally. You just okay. do more work before. <laughs> you're my host. That's right. Listen, you're my host, bitch. Wait, <laughs> no, damn it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Fact Smacks. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you want to hear more, be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash facts Or you can check us out on Facebook or on YouTube or on twitter.com at factschmackedpod. We also have a website, factschmacks.xyz, because we know you haven't had enough yet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>